we have a lot of other athletes who came from different sports and they had kind of an idea of what it was, but then they realized that, you know, hey, if you're not going to get your technique down, you're going to hurt yourself real bad because if you're putting massive amounts of weight over your head, you can drop it on yourself. And that's probably what I see as athletes' biggest fears is dropping a barbell on themselves. So it's it's nice because I wasn't that strong, but I was in other sports where technique was a huge thing. So I was able to pick it up. And I think that that's like the biggest thing is being coachable in this sport. You can't just show up and be strong. back everybody to club ducks this is episode three of the year uh we have a full studio once again with my co-hosts carlos pimentel and daniel freese and then joining us today is grace johnson and gianna hagopian the vice presidents of the olympic weightlifting team gianna grace why don't you guys introduce yourselves to the pod okay hey guys uh, my name is grace johnson i'm a junior and i'm studying environmental studies and this is my co-vice president of the weightlifting team gianna yeah, um, I'm a sophomore. Um, I'm studying computer science right now. And yeah. Excellent. And we will start with just a, a baseline question, which is how did both of you find weightlifting sort of as a hobby? Um, so I've been lifting for about 10 years now on and off. I found it as part of like physical therapy after I had some issues with my elbow. Yeah, um, I just kind of wandered into it. I've only been lifting for about two years now. My freshman year here was completely in COVID, so we couldn't really do much. But I just kind of stumbled upon it and decided to try it out. I could barely lift a barbell when I first started, but they took me in. I learned how to do it, and now I'm here as a co-vice president, so it was pretty awesome. How long have you guys both been on the weightlifting team? And if you guys can just give maybe a little insight on what the onboarding process is like for a new person. Well, I went through the whole process myself. Basically, I've been on the team for two years. I started lifting two years ago. So it's, um, you basically just show up. We have a big club fair event that we do. Um, we do a bunch of recruiting and then you kind of show up for an info meeting, see if it's what you want to do. And then we'll take you on. If you have a little bit of experience, we can just work on your technique. But if you're brand new, we're going to teach you everything ground up. So it's great for beginners, anyone who hasn't ever had experience. Yeah, I've been, this is my second year on the team. I think coming into it, I saw the Instagram uh, profile and I was like, wow, this seems like a really cool club and something I could continue doing in college. And I just sent them an email and they're like, yeah, just come show up. Like it's open to anyone, like no experience needed. And I thought it was a really good atmosphere. What has been like the adjustment going from just like casual weightlifting for health benefits into like weightlifting for competition? It's definitely way more intense. We practice four to five days a week. And I was never really a casual weightlifter before I started. I just, you know, tried to run and failed at it multiple times. So weightlifting was kind of a better thing for me. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot more intense. We're really bonded as a team. I feel like, you know, Gianna's one of my best friends. I have so many other friends on that team and we're really close just because of all the things that we have to go through together. Because you know, practicing four to five days a week as a college student, traveling regionally and nationally is pretty brutal. So I think it's definitely helped our team be really, really close. I was thinking about this on the walk over, actually, because you guys are kind of like kind of sports like track. And then we also did rock climbing where the training that you put in is the sport. You know, it's not like basketball or soccer where you condition 
so that you don't like get gassed by the third quarter or something. What you're doing is what you're doing in the tournaments. So does that like affect your guys' outlook on the sport in any way? Is it is it like easier to kind of stay focused and reined in or does it maybe take a little bit of joy out of the competitions? I'd say no. It's definitely can get in your head sometimes when you're training the same lift like over and over like five days a week like we do but we try to yeah. break up the, mo- the mundane you know it's it's hard because it's only two lifts we do the clean and jerk and we do the snatch and it's the same thing over and over and over again but I think you know sometimes I do get caught up in it where it's like you know this is the millionth time I've done this lift I really don't want to do this again just because you know it sucks sometimes and you're going to get caught under the weight and sometimes it's going to crush you and that, you know, it sucks. But it's it's helpful because I feel like it gets you mentally stronger in a way that, you know, we do have other accessories that we do afterwards. Like, you know, sometimes you'll catch me doing bicep curls in the corner, but most of the time it's just our two lifts, right? Mm-hmm. So we try to break it up, but it's hard because that's the only thing we do, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to maybe explain the difference between those two for those in the audience who have no idea? Yeah, so the snatch is a singular lift. It's just picking the bar up and putting it over your head, whereas the clean and jerk is a compound lift, and the first part of it is um, like a clean, which is um, picking it up and kind of doing like a front squat, and the jerk is just pressing it overhead. Which one's the harder one to do, in your guys' opinion? For me personally, uh, the snatch took me a lot longer to um, get really comfortable with. Yeah, everything is so technical, and that's, that's what I love about the sport is that, you know, for me, I wasn't that strong when I started. You know, I could barely lift a barbell, but I could work on the technique, and that's the one thing I could control, but definitely the snatch. It feels like most people I talk to in weightlifting, they feel like they're never going to fully master it. So it's it's a little bit harder, but clean and jerk is easier for me just because it's not as technical. <laughs> I'm just curious, going off of your practices, I didn't realize you guys practiced four to five times a week, first of all, but... um. Can you guys just talk me through what a practice is like? Not so much what you do, but where it is, how long it is. Like, what are your practices like? Are they literally just those two for, let's just say, an hour on end? Or do you guys stretch, do other exercises? Like, just talk me through it. Yeah, so we meet in the rec in the SRC 50. Fitness factory. Yeah. Um, And our president, Jordan, she provides a program for us. And... When we get to practice, we stretch for probably like 15, 20 minutes before we even touch a barbell. Um, And once we do that, the program itself takes us probably like an hour and a half. And it's not just those two lifts. Like we do um, a lot of like squats, like front squats, back squats, push presses, and a lot of like just like splitting up the lifts. So we'll do like the front half of the lift, like just like pulls um, or just working on the finish, like the back half of the lift and just like squats and stuff. Yeah, we try to break it up, but, um, and then, like, at the end, we'll have accessories, you know, sometimes it's box jumps, sometimes it's shoulder presses, we try to do abs, but we hate doing core, I think, as a team, that's a thing that we hate doing, but, um, yeah, usually we're there 6.30 to 8.30 most days, um, on Saturdays we practice roughly 12 to 2, um, at our sister gym in Springfield, it's called Eastside Barbell, um, we really appreciate their help, because they, take us in we're completely student run we don't have any professional coaches come in um, and we really appreciate any help we can get from professionals in the industry 
Yeah, being student ran, like, what are some of the things that you guys do to reach out, you know, different clubs, reach out to different people? Is there, like, certain events that you hold to, like, do some fundraising? Or um, are there, like, certain people that you talk to to try to get, you know, like, get your name out there? Um, and then how does, like, the scheduling and things like that go for, you know, being a student ran for you guys? Yeah, I'd say it's it's pretty tough. We're always looking for money, as any club sport is. <laughs> but, um yeah, fundraising. We have like a GoFundMe up right now. We do. Um, we have big meets. Um, Eastside just hosted a big meet for us where your entry fee that would go to us. So anyone who competed, we um, were really grateful for how much money we got from them because weightlifting is a really expensive sport. Um, you know, shoes are like two hundred bucks. Uh, your singlet that you wear is like. 150, you know, entry fees are super expensive. So we, we really do anything we can to get our name out there. Um, one of the people on our admin team, Caitlin, she reaches out to different strength and fitness brands. Me and Gianna, the other day, we were wearing uh, T-shirts of a specific brand and we took some photos, sent them an email and just kind of basically begged them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Student, student connection, student marketing. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of tie it back to what you were saying about the technique because... I think we were actually talking about this the other day. You know, you don't have to be the strongest to be good at clean or snatch. Would you say that makes it easier than powerlifting or is it more difficult because you have to practice for so long to get good at it? Um, I'd say it's a lot more difficult than powerlifting because a lot of it is trusting yourself and kind of like learning your body and how to like get under the bar like that because it's not just simply picking it up and putting it down. Um, You have to like... um, I don't know, like, pick it up and kind of, like, literally just throw, like, a lot of our um, athletes throw, like, more than their body weight and almost, like, double their body weight, like, over their head. And that takes a lot to do. Yeah, it's a really good carryover sport. We have a lot of people who were formerly gymnasts, runners, baseball players. Um, like, I was talking to Brennan the other day in the rec, and we were talking about, you know, how football players do some version of what we do. So we have a lot of other athletes who came from different sports and they had kind of an idea of what it was but then they realized that you know hey if you're not going to get your technique down you're going to hurt yourself real bad because if you're putting massive amounts of weight over your head you can drop it on yourself and that's probably what I see as athletes biggest fears is dropping a barbell on themselves so it's it's nice because I wasn't that strong but I was in other sports where technique was a huge thing so I was able to pick it up and I think that that's like the biggest thing is being coachable in this sport. You can't just show up and be strong. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had anything like that happen to you so far? And if so, how did you kind of get over it? <laughs> there was a look there. <laughs> yeah, Hide it's something. definitely um, everyone makes mistakes. I've had a lot of fun times bailing out of lifts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what goes you on in our heads for that. sure. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but yeah, there's been some times where I've caught caught it down like my back, and I've had like literally like a bar track like going down my back. <laughs> but it's that's just something that happens with the sport. It, like, it was like my fault. Like, I didn't like have the right technique. I was kind of zoned out of it. Um, so it's like not. It's something that's easy for me personally to get over because I know like that's not something that happens every lift. Like it's like rare that that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's a there's risk in every sport, and I think 
statistically weightlifting is safer than most sports you'll see because you know we're not making contact with anyone except the bar if you drop it on yourself of course (laughs) but I think it's you know god I've dropped it on myself in competition in practice you know all like end up flat on my back and I don't know how I got there but it's the same thing if you know you got to get up again and you're not going to get any better if you just decide to sit down so I think it's it's hard but it's also you know it's kind of funny when you see somebody spill out that bad but you know there's risks with everything it's got to be one of the most humbling experiences ever especially at like a competition <laughs> yeah um i'm curious if there's any other nuances that separate olympic weightlifting from powerlifting yeah i mean the sports are very different i think people get that you know confused a lot but i was again telling brennan at the rec the other day that the name should be switched at this point because with us, you need to have power, not raw strength. Again, like technique over anything. And then with powerlifting, a lot of the times you can get away with just being strong. And I think, you know, powerlifting is hard. I personally really don't like it and I'm not good at it. But I think it's it's definitely, you know, how your body is too. If you're an Olympic weightlifter, you want to be short. And you want to have short limbs and you want to be really, really compact. And powerlifting, I think, is a little bit different. So, yeah. we Shout out to all the short kings and queens out there. (laughs) Here is your sport. Um, One thing that you guys keep uh, mentioning is like, you know, staying, staying focused and technique. And how do you how do you personally get into that zone? I I find it really interesting when athletes, you know, each one goes to a different zone or part. But how do you personally get get there to stay with your technique? I think for me, it's going to sound funny, but a lot of it is just like turning my brain off because you can't be thinking about like, oh, like what happened in class today? Like, oh, I like messed up on this. Like, I didn't do well on this homework assignment. But, yeah, for me, it's just kind of, like, thinking solely about, like, weightlifting and being, oh, I'm at practice right now. I need to just focus on the lift, and, like, this is the headspace I'm in. Like, nothing else matters besides what I'm doing right in this moment. Yeah, I'd say it's really cathartic. It's really nice because, you know, I could be having the worst day ever, and I step into the gym, the barbell's the same. It's not going to change whether or not, you know, I had a great day or I had a terrible day. It's always going to be the same. And I think my headspace is really similar to Gianna's, like, I just don't think. When I get out on the platform and I'm lifting at any competition, it feels like I black out completely. I don't remember what I just did on the platform, and I just I have to trust myself because if not, I'm going to overthink, I'm going to drop the bar, and I'm not going to do what I need to do. And I think it's just weightlifting in general is like the best therapy ever, you know? <laughs> I go in there, I can lift heavy things, and I can forget about whatever happened that day, the day before, whatever it is. So I think Headspace is like the most important thing because people get really wrapped up in it you know oh they missed a lift I'm gonna have a terrible workout for the rest of the day you just you have to move on you can't get bogged down in anything like that is it hard to work out like outside of like the practices you do for Olympic weightlifting or do you guys still kind of can you separate the two um I think it's hard (laughs) you know it's hard to get out of like the competition mindset you know because I don't generally work out outside of this you know I try to go on a run or two but then I just feel like I'm gonna throw up <laughs> but yeah I mean I think it's a good mindset carryover of just you know one thing at a time one day at a time yeah like when I go to the rec by myself um I think sometimes I feel like a complete idiot because I'm like trying to do the machines and stuff and I'm like what is going on here <laughs> like I'm so used to just doing like two lifts like over and over 
but yeah it's nice sometimes like just get away from that because like we said it's so like repetitive and sometimes it's nice to do something else for a little going off that i'm just kind of curious to know like ever since you guys joined the weightlifting team is there ever times you guys go to the rec or go to some other gym and you see some other person doing a lift and you're like, man, their form is just dog. <laughs> like, does that happen a lot? I mean, if you guys probably saw me, you guys would probably say something along the lines of that. No, but. don't say that. <laughs> I mean, you know, we want to be nice to everyone. Yeah. Everyone's on their yeah, gym yeah. journey. Everyone but starts somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I'll look at the videos from when I started and oh. I like want to chuck my phone across the room because <laughs> I feel like an idiot. But... We, if you're working out in the rec center and you're doing Olympic lifts, you'll get weird looks. People will look at you every which way sideways. It's, you know, because they don't know what you're doing. And, you know, it's it's sometimes a little bit of a, a weird vibe. But I think, you know, I've had a lot of girls come up to me and, you know, tell me that I look really awesome and then they want to learn too. And I think it's a great opportunity for people, especially women, to get into strength sports because Olympic weightlifting, believe it or not, is mostly women. Most of our team is women. So it's it's a good opportunity to kind of bring women into strength sports in places that they usually don't go. Um, so going into like how, how you compete and the structure of your tournaments, how are they structured and how do you um, how do you guys go about that? So um, competition, you get three attempts in each lift. So you have three attempts in total. It goes where like everyone snatches first. So that's what it starts with the snatch. So um, a average like local competition for us is probably like 20, 20 people yeah maybe pretty small and sessions have like like 10 people probably in each so it'll go all the 10 people um do their snatches so everyone has three attempts and it goes up by weight so they'll put the lowest weight on the bar whoever wants that weight does it and then they add weight and then the next person like does it and then it's the same thing for the clean and jerk yeah it's um as a coach, it's in the background. Uh, it's a big numbers game. You know, you um, you have your snatch number. You have an opening number on each lift. So the lowest that you're going to do, and you want to hit a total. And um, the total is usually the one that gets you into, like, a national-level competition. You know, we have entry totals that you have to hit to qualify. And um, coaches, they'll screw each other over. You know, you have a one-minute clock for each lift. And if, you know, somebody changes their numbers, they can totally screw you up, run your clock out, and then your athlete is completely gassed before they take their first lift. And so it's it's a really big numbers game in the background from a coach's perspective. And I think that it's it's kind of fun being that back there, but it's really stressful because if, you know, your clock gets run out, your athlete's going to be pissed at you because they didn't do as well as they wanted to. And does everybody on the team get to participate or do you guys kind of decide amongst yourselves or Grace, you're a coach uh, on like who qualifies for a tournament? Yeah. So basically local competitions are open to anyone. So there's no entry totals. And to be on the weightlifting team, you have to compete. This isn't a cut sport, but if you don't compete, you're not on the team. That's basically how it goes. And um, everyone competes at local competitions. It kind of depends on what your goals are, but um, we have regionals once a year um, on the West Coast, and then we have nationals every year in Ohio. And it's basically whoever's trying to qualify, there's a qualification time. So you have to make your total before that time in order to compete at a higher level competition. So it's basically, you know, we have all of our rookies compete locally, and then, you know, once they get better, get up to regionals, get up to nationals, stuff like that. So, 
I'm curious as um, I, I'm the president and like a coach for club baseball. So I'm always curious to see what other presidents and coaches have to do for their team. And obviously you guys both hold positions of leadership. So can you guys just kind of talk me through what you guys do behind the scenes for the team and maybe your president as well for people that don't understand just how much goes on behind the scenes? Yeah, so um, Grace and I, um, we do a lot of like planning and stuff. Um, Grace actually planned so we have six eight seven seven athletes seven athletes competing next weekend in um, columbus ohio for university nationals um grace is coaching a couple of them and jordan's coaching the other half and so grace had to like plan out like find the flights find the airbnb find the rental cars and that's that can be stressful to do while also being a full-time college student um, and then a lot goes into planning like local meets because someone has to put those together. Um, and Jordan did a lot of that, and we're thankful for that. And then also, we have to like we have to write our own program. And Jordan is the one that does a lot of that for us. Um, Grace also has been practicing with writing programs too, and has done some the past couple of weeks. And that can be pretty stressful to do. Yeah, Gianna's basically my right-hand man for everything. I mean, she's been lifting for 10 years, so, like, the amount of knowledge that she has in the sport, you know, I'm still relatively new. I mean, I've only been doing this for two years, so whenever I have, like, a question or something about, like, either the history of weightlifting, how this lift is exactly done, like, I'm always going to ask Gianna because she has so much knowledge of being in the sport for so long. I mean, you have to, right? And... We, um, next year, I am going to be taking over as president. Gianna's going to be president after that. So it's just kind of a line of succession here. And we're working on keeping the team as competitive and structured as possible. Why don't you give us a little, uh, a little sneak peek at at nationals coming up next weekend? (laughs) Who are the, who are the participants? I'm assuming neither one of you are, I mean, you're Grace, you're going to coach, but you're Mm -hmm. not, you won't be. No, I'm not competing. Um, Mm -hmm. we have... Eight people in total going. So we have Jordan, our president. She's also coaching a couple of our athletes. We have um, my friend Caitlin, Jose, Nico, Trevor, Connor, Andy. Um, did I get everyone? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically I planned out this entire trip. God, we're leaving at like 3 a.m. next Tuesday <laughs> to get there. But it's uh, university nationals, so only college students. It's kind of nice because they... You know, I don't want to say they lower the bar, but they understand that we're also full-time students who have stuff outside of this to do. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be coaching um, Kaylin and Jose. I'm so excited. I love coaching more than anything. I think it's so rewarding. And, you know, there's a video of me with Kaylin last year. She qualified for nationals at, at, re- at regional competition, and I just started crying my eyes out. I was so, like, elated to be there and just help her get there because I mean obviously she's the one doing the lifts and she's the one taking credit for it but I feel so proud of her regardless and I think it's it's going to be awesome I'm so excited (laughs) I love the passion the passion is there um (laughs) do you guys want to like uh plug your socials you got you got nationals coming up but um you know plug your socials plug some other stuff that you guys got going on um maybe some other uh like fundraisers or anything else you mentioned the GoFundMe but anything else that you guys got going on yeah, um, UO underscore weightlifting on Instagram. That's kind of our main handle. But um, the GoFundMe's in there. Me and Gianna are going to be planning a meet later um, spring term. And, you know, we love it when people come watch and you can donate 
um, as like a spectator ticket. But yeah, yeah, we're excited. Have some like fundraising merch as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna be um, doing another round of uh, t-shirts and hoodies for anybody who wants them. So always love merch. I don't know if that's it. I just wanted to... Wanted to <laughs> it never go yeah. wrong. All right. Well, we will end it there. Uh, thanks again, Grace and Gianna, for, for joining us. And good luck at Nationals. Thanks, guys. Thank good luck.